0: Adam. What? I, as you know, I just took possession of where I probably will live for the rest of my life. At least I hope so. And in the basement, in the window in the basement, there were 60 or 70 or maybe 100 or 90 or gazillion jumping spiders the size of a silver dollar. And when you went downstairs to say hello to the equipment in the basement, they'd jump on you.
1: I will not be going into your basement, mon ami.
0: I have serious arachnophobia, and yeah, I'm not really a a killer of things, but these things have to go, and I called an exterminator, and they said, it'll just, you know, it'll cost you this, and then we'll come every month, and it'll cost you that. We need to uh, check your credit, and I was like, I have to pass a credit test in order to get my spiders taken care of? Yes, I did. And I verified that I'd called the right number. This was an exterminator. They weren't a scam artist. They just were a person trying to figure out if I could pay my bill. And um, yeah, anyway, I, I thank God I have everything set up so I can just unlock it and lock it. I use the Experian uh, lock. So I don't have it frozen. I just lock it you know what? And if you're out there thinking you can hack me, go ahead, try. But uh, I um, I did, I do have that set up and it worked just fine. And apparently the spiders will be gone sometime next week and I'm going to hell for killing them all. But I I, I seem to hear, think we had a little experience last night, didn't we? So we came back from a sports event
1: uh, right in, it was an incredibly fun sports event. And we walked in to a house where the electricity was off it blew the backup on my computer. It did a number of things. But anyway, we walked into darkness. Yeah. And before the lights came back on again, Bo said... I saw a cricket. I said, there's a cricket over there. And I know you have creepy crawly things here in Arizona. And I, I saw something. And I went, oh my God, I hope it's not a scorpion. And we looked in. No, it was in fact a cricket. But then yeah. while we were looking at the cricket, we suddenly turned and there on the floor
0: was a scorpion. Terror. You said does it look like a little lobster?
1: Yeah, there's no question that uh, that when you when you see a thing that looks like a little lobster, we're not talking about a crayfish when you're in the middle of the desert. Hi there. I'm Adam Levin, former director of the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs, founder of CyberScout and author of the book Swiped. How to Protect Yourself in a World Full of Scammers, Fishers, and Identity Thieves.
0: Yeah, and I'm Beau Friedlander. I am currently hacking into... No, I'm kidding. I'm just a guy who's interested in cybersecurity.
2: And I'm Travis Taylor, resident tech guide. When we talk about the subject of
1: creepy crawly things and a story that has legs, <laughs> uh, huh. the fact is that we deal with a lot of people online that we could consider being digital scorpions, digital spiders. Yeah. And we have a really interesting story today about a guy who had dealings, unfortunate, unpleasant uh, dealings that had ramifications uh, with people who I consider to be digital scorpions.
0: Did you, now, we're not talking about the, the scorpions who were funded by the, the CIA, the band,
2: not that scorpion, man.
0: Okay, no. Okay, okay.
1: We're talking about uh, scammers, hackers, oh. fishers, those kind of scorpions.
2: Although, no, thanks, Bo. I'm now going to have winds of change stuck in my head for the next week. Winds of change, scorpions. But we're talking about the cyber
0: kind, the, 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 the little nasties that instead of making your arm go numb, they make your bank account go numb.
1: The cyber scorpions. Mm. So our guest today is Larry Jerome. And I was introduced to Larry by his sister-in-law, who I know, who I've done stories with before. Susan Tompour, who was a nationally syndicated columnist from, from the Detroit Free Press, who has become a friend over the years. She sent me a note and said, you got to meet my brother-in-law. First of all, he's an incredibly good guy and he had a really bizarre experience and maybe you can help him. But he certainly has a story that you need to hear. So Larry, you live, you live where now?
3: I live in Norfolk, Virginia. And you're are you retired? I've been retired since I was fifty two. I retired from Ford Motor Company.
1: What'd you do for Ford?
3: Well, I started out on the line, and then I became a millwright by trade, and then I became a supervisor.
0: And What was uh, that trade? What was the trade, Larry? Millwright, steel worker. Oh, a steel worker.
3: Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, so I spent thirty two years with Ford's, and. They paid for my bachelor's and my MBA. It took me 22 years to get my bachelor's and another seven to get my MBA, but I did it. And when I retired, my kids were going to the high school that I went to and, uh, it was a parochial school and the principal there says she needed a math teacher. And I says, well, I can fill in. That was my minor. And, uh, So she called me in August, and I says, okay, I'll fill in for as long as you want. And I filled in for 10 years. And so I taught high school for 10 years, high school math. And then uh, they closed both schools that I went to where I was teaching at. And Mm -hmm. then I went to a golf course, and I was a maintenance man on a golf course for five years before I fully retired retired and
0: now are you really really retired now are you holding out on us you still got a job somewhere
3: oh no 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 this guy okay no i'm done but Uh, the only job i have is watching my grandkids
0: see i knew you were holding out on us (laughs)
1: we knew that you have two things that you love to do
3: oh yeah i love i love golfing yeah go out there and then i got my two grandkids my granddaughter in fact she's coming over later and my grandson, he plays hockey. He's 12 years old, and he's as tall as I am. He's like 6'1", six six foot.
0: Just tell him to keep his teeth.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you golfing all the time, Larry?
3: Uh, pretty much when I can get out. See, I can't drive anymore. So I have to rely on a ride whenever I want to go anywhere. I, I'm losing my vision. I got glaucoma, and I lost my peripheral vision years ago. So... Uh, as of probably last September or so, I haven't driven.
0: What's your handicap when you're playing golf?
3: Oh, you don't want to know that. I'm, I'm I want to know.
0: Oh, a 39. That's, yeah, that's better than me. I'm not ashamed
3: of it. I I mean, I, the guys know when they golf with me, they got to watch my ball because I never see it.
0: Well, not only that, but you're a 39. You're going to beat them, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Generally, <laughs> generally I, I get 39 on the first hole. And as oh. a matter of fact, I once got a hole in one. But it was the wrong hole. Oh,
0: (laughs) that's not uncommon. Larry, that is a sharp shirt you're wearing there. What's on that? Is it an eagle, American eagle? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing.
3: Oh, this is only one of about a dozen.
0: It's a great shirt, I have to say. Oh, I
3: wear this stuff all the time. I go out for a walk. I got American flags. I I save eagles. So that's why I got an
1: eagle on. I love eagles. Actually, I have a, a, a picture of a very large eagle that used to be in the conference room over at CyberScout. So
0: you guys can hang out and, and share your eagles. We can we can share our eagles.
1: medication costs are
2: separate that's ro dot co slash a d a m so Bo and adam you guys know i'm a bit of a uh, privacy geek if you will oh yeah yeah you are yeah totally i i really just don't like the idea that just about anyone can find you online can find out where you live or your email address or your phone number or anything i just think that entire idea is super creepy there's so much of my data already out there but is there something that you can do Yeah, actually, you can use DeleteMe. DeleteMe is a service that pretty much does the heavy lifting for you, where they go to all the data brokers that they have on file and uh, just pull your data and delete it on a regular basis. I use it. I like
1: it. And they make it quick, easy and safe to remove your personal data online.
2: Yeah, with these data brokers, they can accumulate huge amounts of your personally identifiable information. And if all that information gets into the hands of a bad actor, that opens you up to a lot of risk. And if you act
0: now, you can get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joinDeleteMe.com slash WTH and use promo code WTH. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joinDeleteMe.com slash WTH and enter promo code WTH at checkout.
1: That's joinDeleteMe.com slash WTH, promo code WTH, which stands for What the Hack. And we thank you for supporting Delete Me and What the Hack.
0: So you, you have this, you have this inherent innate or strong math ability, uh, and, and I, I'm thinking that might figure into your story today. Um, what, what brought you to us?
3: Well, i got to preface this by saying years ago I went down to Myrtle Beach, and at that time I only used a debit card. I had no credit cards, and I used a debit card to pay for meals, and I came and stopped back to visit my kids here. And Mm -hmm. I took him out to dinner. And when I used my debit card, the guy said there was nothing on it. I says, wait a minute. I looked at it this morning. So when I got back, I looked at my account and two charges for $499.99 were made to my debit card. Well, there was no problem there. I called Bank of America. I got the money back. Okay. It was made to Best Buy in California. So that number stuck in my head.
0: Larry, there's two charges. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
3: So it was like $998 and some odd cents. They run my whole bank account out. So I right away, uh, that number stuck in my head. So I get a call. This was two Tuesdays ago. And I got to premise that again. On Monday, I had laser treatment on my eyes and my eyes were killing me on Tuesday. So I called my doctor and I was waiting for a call from my doctor. And I Uh get this call and I didn't recognize the number, so I didn't answer it. I get a a voicemail saying, "Yeah, four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents were charged to your Amazon account," and so that number that stuck in my head right away registered.
0: Same exact thing as the Best Buy purchase,
3: right? So I didn't I didn't even question it. I called them back, oh. so the guy gets me on the phone and says, "Yeah, we're from the fraud department at Amazon." And he gave me his name and his badge number and uh, a bunch of other things. And then he says, yeah, we'll we'll get it back into your bank account. He says, I'll send you a link, click on it. And he says, a form will come up, fill it out. And he says, we'll put it back in your account. Well, I did. I clicked on it. I filled out the form. But in the meantime, I noticed a cursor on my my computer so i said to the guy i says hey what's this cursor on my computer he says i'm i'm gonna help you fill out the form
0: well let me ask you hold on a second there now the cursor you mean like when you're moving the mouse around on your computer that thing that you so you put where you yeah but i wasn't
3: moving the mouse
0: who was who was moving it the guy
3: yeah so he was in
0: your he was in your computer then
3: right it dawned on me after that but what happened was once he got in the computer. Then he, uh, he showed me my bank account, or a facsimile of, and he says, yeah, see the 499 I said, yeah, I see it in my account. He says, well, I'll put it back in now that you filled out the form. Well, I waited a few minutes, and then he shows me the bank account again, except he put $3,499.99 into the account. I says, hey,
0: what? Now, we're looking at a website that he navigated you to, correct?
3: Yeah. Well, no, because, well, yeah, he sort of navigated me to it. But it looked like my real bank account.
0: Right. But I have a feeling it wasn't. Let's keep going. So what happened when?
3: Oh, then I says to him, I says, hey, I says, you put $3,000 too much in there. And he says, oh, yeah. He says, son of a gun. He says, I made a mistake. (laughs) He says, well, we'll have to. Fix that. And I says, okay, take it out. He says, I can't take it out. I says, what do you mean you can't take it out? You put it in. He says, well, he says, there's uh, a technical difficulty with trying to take money out of your account. He says, I can put money in, but I can't take money out. Okay, do something. I don't care. I'm not going to spend it. So he says, wait a minute. And he went to his whatever. He, he put me on. A phone with another guy who supposedly was his boss, and this guy gave me a name and a badge number and everything, and says, "Yeah, we'll take care of it." He says, "I can give you a two hundred dollar convenience fee uh, because we're putting you out." He says, "But uh, we need twenty eight hundred dollars," and I says, "Wow." The guy then the other guy come back on and says, "Is there a CVS near you?" And I says. Not really. I says, I says it's quite a ways away. He says, well, if you go to the CVS, I says, I can't go anywhere. I don't drive.
0: Now, is he getting annoyed at this point or is he just trying to guide you?
3: I was getting annoyed and I think he was too. And I says, look, I says, I can't get to the CVS. He says, well, see if you can find a ride and get to the CVS and give me a call back. I says, well, hey, look, you put it in, you take it out. He said, and then he started to guilt me. He says, oh, he says, I'm not spamming you. He says, I'm an honest American. He says, I got a two-year-old daughter. Now he's like, you know how you sound when you cry? That's what he sounded like.
0: And can you imagine, like, this is a guy from Amazon.com, like, not your typical Amazon.com behavior.
3: He says, my boss is going to fire me. I (laughs) says, hey, look. You take care of it. I'm shutting off my computer, and I'm shutting off this phone call, which I did. I shut off my computer, and I shut off my phone
0: call. Good job.
3: Well, he called me 17 times after that.
0: How many times?
3: 17. Obviously, he's
0: compulsive. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Busy beaver. What he did was, uh, by then, I had talked to my daughter, and she sent my son and my son-in-law over by my house, by my apartment. In the meantime, I was on the phone with Bank of America, and they already had froze my account. They saw it and they froze it so that they couldn't get any money. So I didn't lose any money on this deal.
0: That's great, Larry. Let me ask you a question. So, did you did you when you called the bank did did you say, "Hey, I got this really suspicious phone call. I wanted to tell you about it."
3: I said, uh, "Oh i I told him i I think I got scammed," and oh. she says, "I know." She already had my account up, and she says, yeah, I know. We froze your account. You didn't Great. lose any money. I said, "Oh, So we had to go ahead and process. My son-in-law got my daughter on the phone because she's the co-owner of the account, and we had to open a new account uh, via uh, Zoom or whatever it was she was on, and we got a new account opened up. So uh, that was fine. And then uh, my son says, hey, we got to go in and change all your passwords because if they had control of your computer, you you're, you know, they can get any password they want. And I said, yeah, okay. So he sat down and he started doing the passwords. Well, in the meantime, a text message comes across and it's the same guy, same phone number. And he says, did you get a ride? And <laughs> My son-in-law, my son, told <laughs> them in not so many terms, you know, to f off. <laughs> he says, "Don't call me anymore." So I never got another call from them.
0: So well, but that's the that is actually the technical term of art to get rid of these guys. It's that's f off. But um, Adam, I, I was wondering. To me, this sounds a lot like the bad actors here. Now, and I don't mean a bad actor like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. I mean bad actor like. A criminal. It sounds to me like they they got Larry to do a remote access uh, site, and they t- did a takeover.
1: Uh, it, it it certainly they created a clone site, and they got you to believe that in fact this was the right site because they're very good at these kinds of things. Um, by the way, Bo, when you said bad actor. I thought Jim Carrey was a pretty good actor
0: in Liar Liar. He's an overactor. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna have that discussion. <laughs> This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. So here's the deal.
1: I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. But anyway, uh, it's time now, Larry, to, to bring in the voice of God. Travis in all of this, because he's been listening, because I could go on forever, but Travis can give all of us the the technological spin on this. So Travis, what do you think?
2: Well, I'd say first of all, the uh, surest sign of uh, something suspicious is that um, you're actually able to speak with a human at Amazon. Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, even their employees are uh, tend to be uh, managed uh, by uh, computers. Um, but yeah, so uh, one of the yeah one of the main things is that if they're uh, getting in contact with you and calling you, uh, that's usually a, a surefire sign. Um, it's something where. Um, Amazon is so ubiquitous at this point that it's uh, very likely that um, if you were to receive an email or if you were to send an email to someone, it's more than likely that they've actually per- uh, purchased something on Amazon or have an account with it or have done that at some point. I think one of the other things that uh, is a sort of an immediate indicator is uh, the 499 value in a lot of states, not every state, but the line between petty theft and grand theft is $500. So that means if you ever see something at that exact number, that's usually a a pretty big (laughs) indicator of some sort of uh, someone that is uh, committing fraud, but doesn't want to go to jail for that long. But the other thing, too, is, yeah, uh, getting you to go to that uh, link sounds like that's where they were able to get into your computer. And that's to me, uh, uh, I have to say, and we we do, Larry, we're like the
0: globetrotters, but we talk about cyber. We're the cyber globetrotters. So we're going to bounce this ball from each of us and tell you what we think happened. But I think that it's quite possible that they did get your passwords while they were in your computer.
1: Certainly, you have to
0: assume they did.
3: Well, it's it was funny because every once in a while, my screen would turn blue and it'd say updating and then oh, boy. switch off. And so I I just thought it was my computer updating. I didn't think it was them doing anything till about the third time. And then it dawned on me, you know.
0: Well, so have you, have you spoken to an expert or, I mean, Adam, I know you were telling me that there was perhaps some help on the way on this. Like, what have you done to try and fix your situation?
3: Well, I talked to even Isaac? Yes. Yes. I talked to him already. In fact, I talked to him early today, and one of his suggestions was that I take my computer to Best Buy or someplace, or to an expert, and have it wiped. Yeah. And then reinstate everything because he says uh, once they get in and get your information, they can do it anytime. I see. So I do have what do you call it? uh, Repair insurance on my computer. That I can take Great. it into Best Buy anytime I want, or have them come out, and so that's what I'm going to do.
1: Oh, their their protection plan,
0: yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And that
0: guy, and, that guy, Steve is Steve Isaac from um, Cyber Scout is a genius when it comes to this stuff. He's really helpful. He was but, you real know, helpful. Yeah,
3: he was. I. I really enjoyed talking to him. He's
0: so what is your what is your game plan for getting back to a cyber secure situation in your home?
3: Well, right now, I am I talked to my daughter this afternoon after I talked to Steve. And I told her that I needed to do that with the computer. Now I got a couple of choices. First, try to get the geek, geek squad to come here and see if they can do it. Because they do do that. Yeah. If I can't. And I'm going to take my computer out. I have a laptop that my daughter's been, one of the kids, grandkids have been using for school. So Uh I got a laptop that I can hook up here and use it as my backup until my computer gets straightened out. So I think I'm pretty well set. The whole problem with this whole thing was the trouble you have to go through after you figure it out. I've had to deal with Social Security. I've had to deal with my finance. Anything that was coming into my account, I had to contact and I had to change to the new account. Now, Wednesday was my Social Security day. It went to the old account. I had to call Bank of America Fraud to have them transfer it over. A lot of the stuff that comes out of my account was on my old debit card. So every place that I see something come out, I gotta go change the debit card. Uh, it's just a big hassle afterwards.
1: No, it's it's definitely a it's definitely a process, and uh, you know that that's why taking precautions at the end of the day, however painful some people think the precautions may be in order to take them, oftentimes saves you a great deal of grief afterwards. And uh, you know these are very clever people. And they, and they, they prey on people believing and uh, especially they come up with very logical conversations and logical reasons why somebody should do something. And people listen and they follow and they do it. And then they have to go through the, the nightmare that you went through, but it's good that you're supported by a very, uh, uh, you know, surrounded by a very supportive family. Uh, And, uh, you know, certainly it, it doesn't hurt to have a sister-in-law who was a very passionate, powerful national journalist. That's for sure.
3: Well, uh, I, didn't, I didn't tell you the part about when I did tell her, she says, didn't you read my column last Thursday? Yes. Uh,
2: <laughs>
3: how did I miss it? I, I, I get the Detroit Free Press every day. I read it every day and I read her columns. But for some reason, last Thursday, the column she wrote on that, I must have missed it. I don't know how. But yeah, she's she explained it. She had it in her column. I, it, I, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> your your behavior is going to probably change now online. So, what did you learn? What will you never do again? What's what? What's the upshot? My all this
3: passwords online. Uh huh. You know, it's say Do you want to save it in your computer? You know, your password. So when you click on it, it automatically clicks your password, and then you get in. You don't have to keep typing in your password. Yeah. Well, I take the time now, and I type in. My password. I change most.
1: Or use a password manager. Get get them, and then they they create long and strong passwords. They can also store passwords for you, depending yeah, upon. Yeah, I mean, you
0: can even whether whether you when it. when the Geek Squad comes out, you might even ask them to set that up for you.
3: Yeah, I'll try it. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. And the thing about it is, you know, you you hear stories, and then you say, how do people fall for that? You know, I th- I had it in my mind. How do people fall for that? And now I fell for it. And I'm thinking anybody can fall for it if that's the case, you know? Absolutely.
1: And and the important thing is the way that these guys are able to take advantage of people is because we we all have lives. We all have what we call day jobs, whether it's taking care of your grandkids, whether it's doing things you like to do like golf or some of the other things you like to do, whether it's working, doing philanthropic activity, going to school, whatever. We we have day jobs and we are distracted because that's what life is about. We get distracted and they prey on our distraction. And that's what's so tragic and unfair about this whole thing.
3: Well, you want to know an interesting thing. I went I had two meetings last week. I had a, a Legion meeting, American Legion meeting, and an Alhambra meeting. And I printed up Susie's article, and I took them to the meetings. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing all these stories about people that been scammed but didn't tell anybody. You know That, that
1: happens a lot. That yeah, happened. they people... feel
3: ashamed that they got scammed. That's not me. You did something to me. I'm going to let everybody know that you did it to me.
0: Larry, aren't you the information officer at one of those organizations? Yes, I'm the information
3: officer at the Legion, American Legion.
0: So I bet there's nobody at that American Legion who doesn't know. Right.
3: They all know now. In fact, I didn't run out enough copies and they wanted more copies. <laughs>
1: no, but that that's also the critical thing is that that people need to stand up, they need to speak out, they need to uh, tell their story. and because it should be not embarrassing for them but they should be wanting to do the equivalent of a public service for their friends and their colleagues, is that uh, it's important to get the story out. Because the more of us that know, and the more that we know, the more we can help other people not have to be living through the agony that we live through with a situation like this.
3: Well, I talked to one of my relatives yesterday, and uh lo and behold she tells me her husband got scammed for 500 bucks i says Mm. well who'd he tell she says nobody i says well that doesn't help you know you got to tell somebody so that somebody will correct it was it
2: 500 or 499
3: (laughs) no no it was another scam it wasn't yeah
0: travis any
2: advice for larry you got for him today that you'd like to share uh sure i mean i think one of the uh Big ones is um, w- with your password, just make sure you're not reusing them. Um, if you have the exact same password that you use for, say, your uh, uh, Bank of America account or your email and so on, um, that every time you reuse that, all you need to do is have someone compromise that one time. Oh, yeah. uh, and that that is uh, that tends to be the big one. Um, also, I'm not sure if you use a uh, cell phone um, or have that... Uh, on you all the time, but multi-factor authentication, which is just a really fancy way of just saying, um, get a text every time you log into an account, because that means that if someone, uh, of one of the uh, bad actors out there is uh, trying to uh, access your account or is trying to pull the same uh, stunt that he did with you before, that just gives you an extra little bit of uh, protection.
3: I do have a couple of them that I get a text What a yeah. number that I got to put in to get into the account
2: so yeah that that's always a good idea especially if it's something uh, connected to your finances or uh, social security or anything else along those lines you really just want to make sure that uh, you're um, giving the bad guys as uh, high of a hurdle as possible to jump over to get uh, access
0: Larry always assume when you're on a call with somebody you don't know that they might be one of the bad guys oh, and make God. them go through the hurdles let's put it this way I have learned my lesson
1: <laughs> and Larry, there's you know, living in the world we live in today to when you're dealing online, you're dealing with anyone who's trying to communicate with you, is never trust, always question, always verify.
3: Yeah. I need to remember to do that kind of stuff. I'm so my problem is I'm too trusting, I think. I I don't question a lot of things, so it's it's a lot of stuff that, you know, that's the way I was brought up. And it, it's kind of hard to break that. You know, you don't want to say, hey, verify this, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. But, you know, you went to, you. your kids went to the same school you went to. And, and it's understandable when you come from a, when, when your world is relatively small. But the minute you open up that computer, you're in a really oh, yeah. big world. It's a big world.
3: Yeah. I appreciate you guys talking to me. I I, I think uh, more people should know about stuff like this. and. That's why when Susie said, did I want to do this? I said, yeah, that's fine. I can tell the whole world as far as I'm concerned.
1: Anyway, listen, Larry, you you know, you thanked us for listening to you. But the truth is, we thank you for sharing your story with us and for all of our listeners. Uh, because I think this is this is an extremely important story to hear. And you know, for those I'm not too far behind you in age, and I can tell you that it's it's very important for the, those of us who are seniors to share our stories because seniors have a tendency, all of us to to be at least people try to play us, assuming that that we will be trusting and assuming we do like to communicate with people when they when they contact us. So thank you. this. Very important.
3: And two, you know, at our age, we're all relying on what we made before, and we can't go out and make any more. You know, like if you're young and you do something stupid like give away $2,000, you can always make it up. You're working, right? Right. Now, at at 77, there's no way I'm going to make up that kind of money. I rely on Social Security and my investments, and so... Yeah, you gotta really protect yourself. Absolutely. Well, you did
0: you did a huge service to everybody in, in, in your in your peer group for talking about it because that's a hundred percent true. So
1: thanks again and, and we appreciate it. And you know, if you need any help or anything,
3: you let us know. Well, you put me on to Steve, so that he's helping me quite a bit. So
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us. Hi, Larry. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Larry. Okay, thanks a lot. Nice meeting you guys.
1: What the Hack is a Loudtree Media production in partnership with Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. You can find What the Hack wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on social media and find additional information at AdamLevin.com.